So this is just a preamble before the podcast even actually starts. There's no Ed or Emma today, or Beth. It's just going to be a Dropkick Minjesus special. Oh yes. As I wait for my podcast co-host, Sam Longdon, who will be joining us any moment, actually, to be fair. We, we do want to eventually turn this thing into a, a Twitch-related thing. I am using what I use for... Welcome in. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, dog. How are you? Oh, mate. What a what a scenario we found ourselves in. I know. What I know. a day. I know. Who thought we'd be here? What, just me? Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Hebron. Me, Sam Long. Me, Tom Chapel. Excellent. Lovely. We've uh, we're doing this a bit solo today, aren't we, Sam? It's just I know. I mean, just Iceman and Maverick. Iceman or... and Maverick, or Brett Tenacious and Goose. Sorry, I haven't seen Top Gun, but I'm sure you pretty much nailed it. To be honest, yeah. how are you doing, Sam? I'm I'm good, dog. How are you? I'm I'm pretty swell, man. I've it feels been... like feels like the sun has risen a little bit. When you say that the sun's risen, do you mean that it's fucking pitch black as shit outside? <laughs> in a in a metaphorical sense. <laughs> oh god. I mean, at the end of the last recording, sort of everyone bowed out, and it was just. Me and you left to our own devices. I don't know it's whether or not... kind of fitting that it's us to bring it back in. Yeah. Ah, oh, those... That episode, and also the Dropkick Me Jesus episode, will be coming out tonight. I will be posting both of them as soon as I've actually Wait. got around to editing any of it. Um, <laughs> I did... What? Well, we'll we'll do the NFL side of it first because we've got our step yeah. up a lip responsibilities first, and then we'll do our drop kick me Jesus shit after. Yeah. Then um, we can get to our like side gig. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you watch 49ers Packers, Sam? I did. Did you? What did you I think? Know. I do. I do watch these games. You know, you seem so surprised in in a nice way when I watch the games that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it happened yesterday, and I didn't know whether or not you'd had time to yet. Well, I mean, to be fair, I I, I got on quite a quite a name for myself. You did as a, a little bit the podcast yeah. that I neither listened to, watched anything relevant to, or participated in for quite some time. <laughs> Your reputation preceded you. You showed up for two episodes last year. <laughs> <laughs> I came back strong. You have you came back with a with a head full of a head full of the NFL tidbits and. If I'm not mistaken, Sam, I think that me and you are the only people that have currently, as of right now, got a 100 percent attendance record for this podcast. I know, back in a thousand. Yeah, even even if it's just and a little you audio what, clip, gone. They're all home runs. They are. We're like Ken Griffey Jr. in the. Uh, in the home run derby, just 
yeah. straight into Babe Ruth up in this bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, 49ers Packers wise, it was a bit of a mess on the 49ers yeah. side because they just didn't have any players. Yeah, I, I was really hoping this would be a little more competitive, but I think that was before Jimmy G went out last week with a high ankle sprain that they're saying now, what, six to eight weeks out? Yeah. He's he's not going to be potentially back until sort of the end of the year, which is mad. Yeah, likely. I mean, and what would be the... Unless they're really sitting in a kind of, you know, in a serious kind of playoff spot, what would be the point in bringing him back in at that point? Well, that's that's sort of the question. But at the same time, when you've, you've got potential that... I mean, they're only just sat below 500 as of the end of this game, but... Yeah. I That's think, a tough division. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a strong one to say the least. Um, a bit of a uh, a bit of an interesting game for two wide receivers. Weirdly enough, Richie James outperforming Devonte Adams um, yeah. in the air, which is bizarre because one, I've never heard of Richie James before this game, and two, he had Nick Mullins throwing him the ball. But I guess yeah. when you're the Nick Packers, Mullins. oh gone. Yeah, I think Nick Mullins. Although I haven't, I haven't really seen too much of Nick Mullins, mm. but he made so he made some really good throws. It was it was kind of scattered throughout a lot that were kind of behind receivers or a bit long, but you know, there's there's something there. Probably not someone that you know they'll feel good relying on until Jimmy G's back, but I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, they they came up against the Packers, who uh, have Jair Alexander, who is the PFF graded like best cornerback this year in coverage, and obviously, he this game. yeah, he did. He he actually left the game. Um, yeah, with his with his injury, uh, Darnell Savage made a play on the ball as well. Sadly, Max will know more about the Packers than than either of us, and Max has decided <laughs> that this was going to be a week that he didn't join us. Oh, what's Only that thing? Hang on. Oh. Sorry, a, a weirdly a video just started playing on the webpage that I'm looking at just to remember the name of some of the players. <laughs> um, did you... There was, there's a 49ers player that I'd never heard of coming into this game, but he sort of got mentioned quite a lot uh, on the broadcast, and I'm pretty sure that this is because um, I think it was Joe Buck uh, who was commentating this game. Really, just wanted to say his name because his name was River Craycraft. <laughs> Never heard of him before in my life, but he had two receptions <laughs> for thirteen yards, and that's the reason why I've got this web page open because I I had to remember the name River Craycraft. That sounds. I mean, it's obviously not, but it sounds like the most Appalachian name in the world. Oh, hundred percent. He definitely sounds like a Native American, but sounds like his best friend is a moose. <laughs> what like Paul Bunyan <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, yeah there were quite a few uh, interesting names making players on the balls uh, Mercedes Lewis had a touchdown grab it was his only mm-hmm. catch of the game on a on a one yard touchdown uh, mm-hmm. my favourite Packers name is uh, Jace Sternberger just a brilliant name. Fucking substitute teacher. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, 
hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Packers came into this game without really any of their running backs because they were all either on COVID list or IR or yeah, I even um Aaron Jones wasn't even meant to be healthy, but he sort of ended up in the game for a bit. Tyler Raven had some touches. It was it was very sort of loose at the Packers end on on the ground game, but. Mm. When you've got Devontae Adams in your team and you can spring him for 173 yards, it's basically yeah. a recipe that you are going to end up beating a team, especially one that is missing what feels like its entire first team. So, yeah. Um, who was it? Who um, obviously Trent Williams was out for this game yeah um who was it who replaced him at uh left half oh it was um because green bay were absolutely hammering the guy yeah uh let's have a look i can't remember his name now something like oh school oh yeah that was it yeah um because i mean they forced a fumble with uh wait who was it who forced the fumble why is the fucking uh, oh God! The oh, it was the Darius Smith who who forced the fumble. Yeah. Big Darius fan of that, yeah. Um, it was a pretty big hit as well. Nick Mullins obviously yeah. missing your blindside guy with basically no one to throw to as well because Kendrick Bourne ended up on the on the COVID list as well. It was mm-hmm. it was a tough game for Nick Mullins. I don't know whether or not you can really take much out of this for the Forty ers except that they are very lost right now because of the amount of injuries and I think yeah. the Packers will be glad to get like Aaron Jones healthier and get Jamal Williams back in there in the backfield they'll be wanting to yeah. get your man Alan Lazard back out there as well No, oh, there were there were kind of questions about whether they might activate him for this week but uh, it's still quite early in it so yeah. so yeah um, but yeah the, um, I mean do you think with kind of Jimmy T's ankle troubles do you think that the the Niners will kind of stick with him because at this point he's it's it's getting to be a liability I from my personal perspective I don't believe that any team should stick with Jimmy Garoppolo because he's not very good (laughs) but Kyle Shanahan seems to still like Shanahan still believes in him and like people in the media are still like oh but the 49ers without Jimmy G are something completely different I'm like no they're not they're the exact same team yeah. Jimmy G is just a slightly better passer than someone that came off the practice squad last year like that's yeah. it's not a big improvement Jimmy G is is vastly overrated and vastly overpaid I think they should move on from him and I don't think that they should have given him anywhere near as much of a contract as they did yeah I think anyone saying, you know, anyone who thinks that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo would have made a a massive difference to this. I think, you know, George Kittle is far more of a linchpin for that kind of Niners offense than than Jimmy Garoppolo could ever be. 100%. And Nick Mullins, when when he played against the Eagles, I know that they lost that game as well. Uh, Nick Mullins targeted Garoppolo. judge kill something like 40 percent of the time on on all of his passes and it was like he didn't really have that option and it's it's it is interesting that they were able to go to richie james and like ross dwelly got three targets uh jared mckinnon Mm. in the backfield got some river craycraft actually had five targets it's like (laughs) you sort of go past those first 
three names and then there's absolutely nothing there like Jamaica, uh, Jamichael Hasty, which is again another incredible name he was getting a lot of attention on the waiver wire for fantasy football this week three yards on the ground and, and just ten yards on two catches in the receiving game it wasn't they they need the actual good players back I think they need Yuhim yeah. Mostitz they need George Kittle they need some members on the defence to come back as well um, yeah. it's not Jimmy G that they need to be worried about it's everyone yeah. else yeah Nick Mullen was never going to be the, the kind of the guy that let that team down yeah it's just kind of buckling under the weight of his injuries oh god yeah um, and I think I'm happy to move on have you got any other points about this game uh, not really I'm just waiting for Alan Lazard to come back <laughs> that's um... the only reason I'm <laughs> the only reason I look at anything to do with the Green Bay Packers now. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not to do with the podcast or anything. It's because of the fantasy football implications. There's hey. a there's a pretty big question right now, which I've I saw it on I don't remember which YouTuber it was that mentioned it, but they were like some kind of sport bloke, and they asked the question like, do people care more about their fantasy teams than they do their actual teams at this point? Like I know that the answer for me is always going to be a resounding no, but yeah. for for people that have got sort of less hope about themselves, like for, any Jets yeah, fans, for those of us that aren't kind of you know blessed, looking to reach the the highest heights this season, you know, I won't name names, but for anyone on you know one and seven <laughs> sitting in that kind of area, two and six, you know, who would who would play it, you know. If I'm watching old DJ, you know, overthrow receivers for fucking forty attempts a game, and then I can I can flip my phone up. I've got, you know, I can let Russ cook right there. <laughs> you get to Who actually wouldn't? support some good players for ones. I know. Um, I think you know the majority of people. I think I'm an exception because. I'm I'm getting there, and I think if the Giants would have performed better this season, it would have kind of garnered a bit more interest from me. Mm. But my interest in football generally is kind of at an all-time high. My interest in the Giants has remained middling throughout. <laughs> it's it's, it's not actually I can justify supporting. So yeah. Um. Well, let's let's go over to some previews and some predictions. Yeah. Um we've got in fact we'll we'll start with the Giants then, Sam. Um so far we've only had three out of the five house predictions this week, so we're going based off of <laughs> me, you and Emma. Um <laughs> We've both said Giants to win against the Washington football team. Emma's said Washington. Give me I don't know what she's on. Give me your reasoning for why you've you've flip flopped over to the Giants after picking against them in this very fixture earlier in the year. Yeah, well, the it's the performance last week was heartbreaking. In that, you know, if Daniel Jones is just a bit more competent, then it's a it's a dub for the Giants, and the the football team have have been, I mean. 
I just I haven't seen anything nearly as promising from them as I have from the Giants against the Bucks, and I'm I'm just hoping that that can be replicated against you know lesser opposition. I mean, it hasn't for the last you know fucking the seven games prior, <laughs> but you know. I live in hope. Okay. See, when you're a Giants fan, hope is pretty much all you've got, really, especially <laughs> in this Daniel Jones era. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's 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 going to be a weird one this week because the, the Washington football team, I think, defensively have actually been like pretty solid. Um, yeah. And it was the reason why they beat the Cowboys. Well, that and Ben DiNucci at quarterback, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Like even while Andy Dalton was on the field, it, you'd you'd still probably have put your money on like maybe the Cowboys at least having more than fifty yards of offense. But yeah. the Washington football team were actually quite stout defensively. But then so were the Giants in this past week against the Bucks. So yeah, they're they're kind of the Giants are going from strength to strength without really accomplishing much. Mm. I feel bar Daniel Jones, who continues to. I was going to say regress, but... To, to regress, you have to have had yeah, something to, to regress achieve. from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there well, is no like, progress last there. season, there were... I feel like... And, like, I was pretty, you know... I was enthusiastic about Daniel Jones last season. There were some... There were some pretty bright kind of sparks. But I've just seen nothing of that kind of calibre all of this year yeah that is very true i mean in his debut game which ironically was against the books he kept up with famous james turnover (laughs) bakery pretty pretty (laughs) successfully to be honest actually won them the game um yeah but this year like none of that has happened so i don't know what's i really don't know what's happened or what's happening (laughs) And whether it can be corrected, I wonder whether but, or not it's just because like he, he was a reach, and nobody can deny that he yeah. was a massive reach when he got taken. Maybe he is just like a third round quarterback, but because yeah. he got taken so early on and has been entrusted to replace like two Super Bowl ring Eli Manning. Um, I mean, well, when you look at them both, they're very similar in kind of. Obviously, you know, Daniel Skin Jones color. is a bit more... <laughs> um, yeah, they were just looking at like those like paint swatches. <laughs> just gormless expressions and white-ass yeah. overtones. Yeah, but, they're, you know, they're... Daniel Jones is a bit more kind of nimble in the pocket, happy mm. to run. Obviously, Eli, not so much. Or not so much successfully. I think... But... Were we ever... It... Do you remember when we were having a quick conversation about favourite like sports images of all time? And it was yeah. like an image that makes us irrationally happy for no reason. Um one of my favourite ones is a picture of Eli Manning and he's like laid on he's like sat down on the turf and it was in his final year before Daniel Jones got picked. And like he's just been sacked for like the ninth time and he's sort of looking up at his O lineman and he's like, What? <laughs> like he just looks so disgusted with everything that's happened, so 
but yeah, I, I don't I don't see Daniel Jones being all too brilliant. But that being said, I do think that he's a lot better than Kyle Allen. Uh, I mean that's something, I guess. Yeah, you're not the worst quarterback in your division right now, and well, that's good. He might actually genuinely be up in the top two, to be honest, alongside like Ben Denucci's leg. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's 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 more decision making than anything, mm. and just like seeing open receivers. Yeah, so many. Yeah, and not Which, throw like, like the fact that he didn't throw the ball away as well when he sees like nothing open yeah. is is the worst bit. It's why he fumbles so often for me. I just it, you know, that's what kind of you know his decision making and you know the passes that he did pick. That's what kind of looked like something that you could build on mm. last season. And yeah, okay. There's only so much we can talk about Daniel Jones. Let, yeah, there's only so much we can let me fucking piss and whine about Daniel Jones. Yeah, very true. But we have both picked the Giants this. in this game, so there you go. This wouldn't have happened if Dungy had been there. No, it wouldn't. We would have we would have remained on the Dungy train. Eric, get on the blower, mate. We've been trying to reach this, out to you. This would have been a historic. Eric Dungy over Tom Brady win. It would. And he would have humiliated him like the old man he is. <laughs> he'd have he'd have basically rocked up with a backwards cap and gone, Go home, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Let's uh, let's move on to a game that <laughs> doesn't interest me in the slightest. Jaguars Texans. Um, uh yeah. We've all agreed I... Texans. <laughs> there is no surprise there. Yeah, two abjectly bad teams, but the Texans just have a little more kind of talent. Yeah, they have one Deshaun Watson's worth of talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, the, I don't think that there's really much to say about this game other than that Doug Marone should have gone three years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Romeo uh, Romeo Cronell's doing a decent job in in Houston. I just, I just love seeing him on the sideline. Yeah, he's 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 loving life right. Looks now. like he just wandered on looking for a, a hard candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He sort of stumbled out of 1965. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, this isn't the World's Fair. <laughs> I don't think we're in New York anymore. <laughs> Um, so I mean I'm happy to move very swiftly on yes the the less we dwell on this game the better yeah exactly Colts Ravens Sam this is a game that's got interest yeah two five and two Um, teams right now ooh um, I I have to I mean uh, did you go with the Ravens for this I did you You also went for the Ravens as did Emma yeah, I I mean, you know, the Colts I think I think the Colts have done well to kind of keep up this season. And Philip Rivers I think has been playing a bit better than anyone really expected him to at this stage. Well, he played a lot better than I expected him to because I expected him to fall into the <laughs> ground and never return again. Yeah. I expected a a 30 interception season. Um what are we what are we sitting at now? 
What, for Phil Rivers' interceptions? Yeah. Ooh. Can I get a live update? Bear with me. This is like me having like a guy in a van with a bunch of like screens and an earpiece. <laughs> right. I, I like how you've asked me this, knowing full well that I've stopped caring about the edits and I'm just like <laughs> bunging them up and now I have to hunt out this section specifically to ed out, edit out me click clacking away on my keyboard and making it seem like I'm the oracle when in reality mm. I'm just fucking googling shit. Um, Maybe we should just save up some some good little spicy tidbits for the for the time spent googling and then we don't even have to edit it out. Yeah, maybe that's what we should do, or maybe we should just bitch and whine about it consistently. Right, here we go. Let's uh, let's have a look, say, at what's going in <laughs> with, Phil, with Phil Rivers. What's oh, uh, what's we, going in? Should we? Should we so Phil Rivers is currently only at six. Would you like to guess? Let's play a quick game, shall we? Let's play. Uh, who's in the top ten for interceptions this year? Oh. Since you've already taken us down interception corner. Can I, can I have uh, a kind of Family Fortune style pick? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, show me Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no, you you just say Kirk Cousins. I say the show me. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's the Steve Harvey in this relationship, it's definitely uh, neither of us. But <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins is second... With ten, ten picks. Ooh, who's above Kirk Cousins? Oh, you'll you'll know. You'll be able to guess, I reckon. How many picks has Daniel Jones thrown this season? Well, are you saying him as an answer because he's third with nine? Oh, oh. I don't know. Shall I? Shall I reveal? Oh, oh, go Is on. Is it Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. With twelve touchdowns, twelve interceptions through eight games. Oh, oh god! He's uh, he's actually. I think he might have the lowest rating in the NFL for quarterback. Oh wait, no, he's not got the lowest because there is there are two people worse than him. That's almost like Jameis level. It is no, it genuinely will be. I think he's on pace for it. So, oh, Jesus. um, or he's not quite on pace for it. He's on pace to finish with like twenty-four touchdowns, twenty-four interceptions. But yeah, do you want to know the the worst example that's in here is Cam Newton's in here with seven picks in six games. He's thrown Ooh. two touchdowns. Oh my god! Yeah, Cam Newton's got the same quarterback rating as Carson Wentz. Um, the the person that's lower than him is Sam Darnold with three touchdowns, six picks in six games. But I'd argue that Cam Newton's stats have seven in six <laughs> with just two touchdowns is worse. Yeah, that that's embarrassing. Yeah. And he, I think he's also throwing for one of the least amount of yards per game as well. He's it's it's been a real bad year for Cam Newton. But yeah, yeah in terms of in terms of the Phil Rivers thing, he's he's currently sat at a humble uh six, I believe, I said. Yeah, that's 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 pretty decent going. Yeah, he's not sort of throwing up like lazy floaters to every cornerback that he sees within a 20-mile radius. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, as as well as kind of 
Bill Rivers is performing relative to, you know, the last fucking, what, 15 years? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, I'm so glad that you've said that because Ed would have killed me if I'd have thrown him under the bus for 15 years with the play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I don't think that's going to be enough to to stop a, a titan of a a Baltimore defense. Well, interestingly about the Baltimore defense is they ended up with Marlon Humphrey testing positive for COVID and oh, they, shit, they had, yeah. um, I think they had two safeties, three cornerbacks and all of their linebackers end up on the COVID <laughs> list because it was like, well, they all speak to him because Marlon Humphrey plays a hundred percent of snaps. Um, and is like a popular figure in the dressing room, so yeah, that that could end up being a big swinger. But I've still gone Ravens. I think I don't trust the Colts' yeah. offense, and I don't. Yeah, no. The defense is is weird. They play well against good teams, but also like don't. Yeah, on they occasion. kind of. Yeah, play to their opponent. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they sort of play down to them as well. A little yeah. Bit, so yeah, I think. I think Ravens are going to take the win here against the Colts. Yeah. God, imagine how you, how happy you'd be as a fucking... I don't know how old Phil Rivers is at this point, but he looks desiccated. But desiccated. imagine how happy you'd be oh. getting a win over one of the brightest young quarterback talents. I think that, I think that Phil Rivers is the exact sort of person that would go up and trash talk every single quarterback that is younger than like five years in the league he is a colossal wanker (laughs) yeah I can't wait I can't wait for him to get sacked into a concussion (laughs) Calais Campbell just fucking comes in and just (laughs) obliterates him yeah which is surely debilitating at whatever age Philip Rivers is (laughs) 58 (laughs) Oh, he's the slowest uh, man in the NFL. He's got, he's got grandkids older than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Do you know how Daniel Jones like fell over at the twenty yard line in that game? I don't think that Phil Rivers would have made it past his own twenty yard line in that in that sort of situation. <laughs> he genuinely yeah, taken a knee at the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have got forward the first like ten yards, got the first down, and then just taken a fucking slide. And they're bringing out the defense. <laughs> Time to bring out the oxygen masks. <laughs> um, Vikings, yeah. Lions, Sam. Um, I've picked the Vikings. Uh, obviously, they were fantastic last week. Yeah. Um, when you know when you have someone like Dalvin Cook to lean on and he produces that well, you know, it's it's kind of a I was going to say Derek Henry-esque mm. um, situation, but obviously they have not managed to kind of reach that level of performance before last week. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that the, the biggest takeaway for me in this game and the sole reason why I went Vikings win is the Vikings' biggest disadvantage is at cornerback, um, which if Matt Stafford was playing would have been yeah. a guarantee Lions win because 
those Lions wide receivers would have been having a field day against like, yeah. Gladney and whichever scrub they picked up on, on waivers. <laughs> um, but it's David Blau who's going to be starting because Matt Stafford's ended up on the COVID list. God, it's oh, it, ACLs and COVID is what this season is. <laughs> so, Maybe it attacks cruciate ligaments. We'll never know. <laughs> what? Like, most people lose their taste, but if you're an athlete that sort of weighs over 220 pounds, you lose the power of your legs. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I um, think the Vikings are going to get the win here. Dalvin Cook's going to yeah, run away without... from the Lions. Yeah, without um, Matty, our kid Matty, without yeah. him kind of running riot in the air, I think the Lions' chances are all but not. Really like, I've never seen David Blau play a snap. See, I saw him play against the Bears last year, and, and I think anyone that plays against the Bears can look quite bad, but also it was possibly the most boring game I've ever sat through. And it was a Thanksgiving game, and it was like Mitch Trubisky was sucking, David Blau was sucking, and neither quarterback could do anything. And I was just like, why am I? Why am I subjecting myself to this? We have exciting games coming later. Why is this on now? <laughs> so unfortunately, David Blau gets the start, and we're all going to be subject to just boredom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm okay with that as a succinct. As a as a as a point, yeah, yeah. From the perspective of another team that is capable of having very boring games consistently, it's uh, Bears Titans next. That we have to pick from. We've all gone Bears because the Titans, I think, are on a on a skid. Well, I presume that that's the reason. But I mean, Emma was yeah. always going to go Bears because she's clearly blind to the boredom. But maybe like after a certain point, like. When your team is so bland, you you take like the slightest bit of excitement as, oh my god, yeah. this is this is incredible, I'm living for it. When all in reality, all you've done is like deliver a QB hit to Teddy Bridgewater in a game. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, I do have a little more faith in the in the Bears to really make something of this. I don't know. Maybe the Titans can stare into it. We'll never know. Well, yeah. It, it, I think the Titans on third down defense will be will be the big storyline <laughs> really to watch because the Titans have been downright atrocious, um, especially <laughs> on third downs, which I think yeah. they're coming up against a team that I, when I was like looking through because um, I was bored at work and I was like, what can I do on my lunch break? Because we're all inside now forever. Um, I like lugged it up, and it was. I think the Bears are one of the worst teams at converting third downs. So this is going to be interesting. It's going to be like the, mo- the forever movable object versus the very stoppable force. Aren't the Titans about the worst at converting third downs? Do you mean defending? I mean converting. Converting. I think that they're pretty good at converting it. Like they're 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 all right on offense because obviously you Is give it Derek... just stops. Yeah, it's it's literally just the stopping it because their their defensive pressure is basically like non-existent on third down, um, and they they drop too many ba- uh, men back, and it's like 
it's easy to pick up the yards like once you get the ball into like a receiver or a running back's hands. So yeah, it's 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 definitely going to be interesting. Um, well, mm. I use that term loosely. Yeah, it's going to be a game of football, but not in a yeah, not in a interesting, but not in a kind of directly interesting way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Emma can't shout at me for that because oh she's not here i mean also because it's right well yeah exactly i don't think that she'd have too many arguments about it like the bears are a very win friendly team right now but i wouldn't say that they're interesting yeah which is i think always been my complaint really against the bears it's not been that they're bad it's just that i don't I don't like watching the games because it's just like, oh, we've got another fourth down and we're <laughs> going to go for it, but we're not going to give the quarterback any time. And, oh, the sack. Well, where was me? The play calling was clearly terrible again. Great. I just I just can't respect a team as perpetually meddling. It, you yeah. Know, if you're going to do anything, then just lean into it. Be a... a 13 and 3 team or fucking slum it like the rest of us don't pull 8 and 8 I mean I know 2018 was a standout year but don't pull 8 and 8 for fucking forever 50 years and then try and make a case for Nick Foles to take you to the Super Bowl oh god yeah yeah I mean, to be fair, like, I think I even respect the Lions because at least they have fun games because Matt Stafford is fun. But, yeah. Like, you're not. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone less fun than Nick Foles. I don't know. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, it turns out they, they have both of them. Yeah. I mean, he seems. I don't, I don't think he seems anything. Just bland. It's like yeah. A... Like a boiled potato. Bland and pretty. Like a. Do you know, like when uh, white people don't know how to season chicken and they just serve, <laughs> like, completely unseasoned, just like a cooked chicken and it's just, like, white and a bit soggy and a bit horrible? Like, put some paprika on it, at least. Yeah. Fitzpatrick is a paprika up chicken. What are you? Oh, there's, there's chilies up in that. Oh, God, yeah. He's getting, like, fucking Chinese five spice and everything out there. <laughs> and that's why the Dolphins are named the Dolphins, because they actually season their quarterbacks. <laughs> we season our quarterbacks. <laughs> the delicate dust in them. Beards and instability. I hate this bit. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, speaking of the Dolphins, yeah, we'll we'll uh, yeah we'll go there. Cardinals uh, Dolphins, which could be a very interesting game. Mm. The Dolphins. I think I'm actually really excited for this. Yeah, same. Um, the Dolphins defense has been incredibly good this year, um, especially at winning games in the face of defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua Vailoa didn't exactly play all that well against the Rams, but their special teams and defense basically hold them back into it if you are a fantasy head get the dolphins in your team if you can pick them up on waivers that is my top tip i couldn't (laughs) do it because unfortunately someone beat me to it but they're like third in fantasy right now because 
it counts for special yeah. teams, and Jakeem Grant just keeps returning punts for touchdowns. So, yeah, get on it. My fantasy tip is still Alan Lazard. <laughs> He's gonna. You just wait till he drops fucking thirty-five points next week. I'm I'm very sure of it. Um, on the Cardinals side of the ball, they they are a team that have intrigue about them but they always just seem like a bit unpredictable on whether or not they're going to win yeah they'll always be fun to watch i think yeah well just any game with kyle murray would be fun to watch Mm. but yeah Yeah, i agree um i think it's definitely going to be one to watch the sort of Dolphins Corners, which is where they've had most of their success this year, against like DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. So, yeah, I'm. I think that that's my matchup of the week: mm. the Dolphins think... Corners versus. How do you think two has gone fair? I think he's going to struggle again. I think that the Cardinals yeah. are quite good on defense. They are an underrated defense. Um. I I have gone for the Dolphins to win because I don't think that the Cardinals fare all too well against like hard nosed defenses, um, and that's what Brian Flores is trying to get his team to play. And I think that there'll be a couple of mistakes here and there. Um, I think it's just their O line that I think I don't really trust all that well. So yeah, which probably doesn't bode well for for two uh, given, <laughs> well, given yeah, good God his no. first performance. But uh, I mean, you know, it's a win. Yeah, he could he could still replicate that. Well, there's there's no greater stat than quarterback wins and and as Max put <laughs> last week, and with Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert basically sort of sat on two wins apiece and only just able to win certain games. But I mean, Herbert ends up having games taken away from him by Anthony Lynn and the Char- uh, Chargers yeah. chokes, and then Joe Burrow with the bungles maybe Tua <laughs> takes it just purely because he'll win like seven more games this year because of the Dolphins actually yeah. having a defence we can only hope we can only dream but yeah yeah. I mean from from a Dolphins perspective as well they'll be hoping to get the win here because the Bills are not looking all that steady right now um, the Bills yeah they'll if they if the Dolphins win, then they'll be I think oh, they'll be level on wins with the Bills. Yeah. And, like they could really make a playoff. I would, I would love the Dolphins in the playoffs. Oh god, same. That'd be amazing. Get Fitzpatrick in it for the AFC Championship game. Oh, Corker. What a game that would be. Um, should we go look at another fun quarterback that gets a lot of hype in uh, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Chiefs uh, against Panthers. We've all said Chiefs. <laughs> pretty pretty standard. Uh, yeah, I can't. Um, I mean, you know, we all love Teddy. God we help do. us, we do. But uh, the I can't see any, like, alternate universe where the Panthers win this game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Unless a heart attack kind of fells Patrick Mahomes on his first play. <laughs> or he like dislocates his knee like he did against the Broncos last year. Oh. Yeah. I think 
the Panthers have done quite well to end up in this position yeah. where it's like they're still semi-competitive in games, but they have been openly rebuilding all year. They've missed yeah. Christian McCaffrey all year. It's it's astounding that they've won three times this year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Is he back for this game? I don't know. That's I actually kind of went open, to yeah. go look it up. Let me, uh, let me have a look. I had an idea for the gaps where we were Googling things. Go on, if give we us... Google something, someone has to give the, the hottest of hot takes that they hold about the NFL right now. Wait, the person who's Googling or the person who's not Googling? I think the person who's, you know, idly saying, given that I'm not doing anything at all. Okay, well... I probably on, should us... have prepared a, a spicy take for this, but, you know, well, I'm a... I have looked I it up, and, and Christian McCaffrey is trending towards a return on Sunday, but it's <laughs> it's it's up in the air, and I think that they'll probably say it's the Chiefs in it. We'll probably just keep him for next week. So yeah. I reckon we'll probably not see CMC until next week. Um, yeah. And I, I agree with the sentiment, because Chris Jones is back off the COVID list. You don't really want to see CMC like taking a big hit from Chris Jones. Yeah, there's no there's no need. Exactly. Look to the future. Exactly. You're a rebuilding team. Don't let the man that is your franchise go down because of an injury in a pretty lost game already. Yeah. You know, against the most dominant team in the league with yeah. the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Um. There's no contest. Yeah, there is. there is no context. I don't know whether or not Tariq Hill's Injury last week against the Jets is going to prove to be anything to keep mm. an eye on, but I think even still, like I think that the Panthers have played pretty well on on defense, and when you've got like Jeremy Chin making big plays and Brian Burns, you do sort of forget that they are in like full rebuild mode. But I don't think that the Chiefs, with their litany of options, are going to get stopped by a team that has a relatively okay defense. Like, you have yeah. to basically give it your all to beat them. Or hope that they beat themselves, because that's the only way, really, that I've seen the Chiefs lose. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I certainly can't see the Panthers being the kind of team to, to put up that kind of stand against them. No, me neither. Um, Onward. Bill Seahawks. Again, we've all gone Seahawks. I think it might <laughs> be because the Bills, like the Titans, are looking a little <laughs> bit shaky now. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't really know what's happened. But, I mean, against... Uh, a, I was going to say against a shaky Seattle defense, but the, the, the past past few weeks, they've been, they've been making some big plays. They've been improving, I think. I mean, it's not like the defense in Seattle has ever been, you know, something to write home about, bar a few obvious examples. But, well, yeah, I was about to say, like, if you name in like ever, then the Legion of Boom yeah. might have something to say about <laughs> it. Gonna, but, <laughs> yeah, the Dan but, Quinn-led um, Legion of Boom as well, might I add? Mm, um, but yeah, I um, I don't think I don't think that the week two Bills would have you know come out of this game. Positively, so I certainly don't think the week nine bills. <laughs> no, I I agree. Um, I think that 
the best way for the for the Seahawks to play this game is to get the ball into DK Metcalf's hands as much as possible. He is oh, yeah. he is as tough to take down as a tight end, as fast as a wide receiver should be, as tall and as brutish as a tight end as well. He is he is yeah. making a big Prodigious. claim to potentially be an offensive player of the year candidate. And in mm. in just ridiculous circumstances as well and when you've got Russell Wilson throwing you the ball obviously it's going to help inflate your numbers but the amount of plays that he makes on his own is staggering to be honest he's he's yeah. a real weapon and I think you've got to focus on him number one but then if you do then there's Tyler Lockett who's I mean I think that the Seahawks have got the best one-two punch wide receiver combo in the NFL. And I know that Ed would have disputed because he's like, oh, but Justin Jefferson though. And it's like, fuck off. You've got Adam Thielen and you've got Kirk Cousins throwing in the ball. But Tyler Lockett has been a consistently (laughs) good player for three, four years. And then DK Metcalf is like unbelievable. You, You have to give that the award for best one-two punch wide receiver combo, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Living the dream. Yeah, let Russ cook up a fucking steak and a few dubs, man. <laughs> Gonna be grilling up some buffalo. Um, <laughs> let's yes. go. What have we got? So we've got Falcons, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders... Cowboys, Steelers, Buccaneers, Saints, and then Jets, Patriots, which I think we'll probably save for last because it's the <laughs> Monday night game. I think, yeah. to be fair, we'll pop, like Bucks, Saints, and then Jets, Patriots would probably be the best places to go last. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. I think we should go to Cowboys Steelers Ooh. and I'll let you do your thing and eat some crisps. Okay, that's fine. Well, if you're taking a crisp break, then uh, prepare for <laughs> complete and utter uh, big-headedness from the resident Steelers fan, of course. So the Steelers have just come out of a uh, a window where we've played the Browns, Titans, and then Ravens with sort of the three toughest win records in the league when we've played them. One all three. We're now coming up against the Cowboys team that is rudderless at, at O-line, 
has absolutely no quarterback because Andy Dalton's still in concussion protocol. They have wide receivers, don't get me wrong. C.D. Lamb has been superb and obviously Amari Cooper is a threat, but when you've got Ben DiNucci throwing him the ball behind a no-line that doesn't work, you've got Ezekiel Elliott who is showing himself up big time, to be honest. He's he's really not performing anywhere near that level. Tony Pollard isn't a good enough bloke. You're coming up against the Steelers' defence, which is one of the best at run defences. It's also... Uh, leads the league in quarterback hits, quarterback pressures, win rate against double teams, win rates against offensive linemen in general, um, and sacks. And you're sort of looking at that Giants team and thinking, my God, this is going to be a bit of a fucking bloodbath. Um, And then on the Giants defensive side of the things as well, they are incapable, I think. I think that Mike Nolan might be the worst defensive coordinator in the NFL right now. And you know, you said the Giants, right? Did I? I'd, sorry, I meant the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm so used to talking about ineptitude with an, an, an NFC team oh. and thinking it's the Giants. I'm sorry. Oh my heart. Yeah, I'm not wrong though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a very tough game for the Cowboys. Um, there's usually games that you'd consider trap games, but when it's Cowboys week, it's another one of those like old school rivalry games that like the Steelers know their traditions. They know that this is a big game, even if like the players in it aren't of a <laughs> of a level. Um I think this is Danucci still in. Danucci's still their starter, yeah. Because I think Andy Dalton, he's either in concussion protocol or he's on the COVID list, but he's definitely not playing this week. It's Danucci. Well, I say it's Danucci. They're actually they're trying out uh, Cooper Rush, who is a practice squad quarterback, and they also brought mm. someone else in. I think Garrett Gilbert from the Browns. Um, I mean, when those are your options against the Steelers, yeah. Who, I mean haven't lost a game yet and have one of the best defences in the league. Yeah, and even, you know, obviously the run defence is out of its mind. Yeah. The, the the pass rush as well is, you know, is hard to argue with, but not to the same degree. And when you're only, you know, when your kind of go-to guy for throwing it over the top is Ben fucking Danucci. Yeah, yeah. I think as well it'll help the Steelers getting Avery Williamson. I what what mm-hmm. are the Jets doing as an organization? Because if you if you look at what the Steelers had to pay for Avery Williamson, they they sent a fifth round pick in two years time and they got in return Avery Williamson who I think was like eighth in the NFL for tackles this season. He's yeah one of the better coverage linebackers in the NFL. And we also got their seventh round pick for the same draft. We literally, we spent nothing. And I know that it's a contract year and that the Steelers probably won't keep him on after this season. But the way that compensatory picks work is we might get a fifth round pick from this, this move. So we genuinely got a seventh round pick and an interior linebacker for absolutely nothing. So uh, I don't understand what what's going on. 
not a clue. Literally no idea, but, like, I mean, at least the Dolphins at least got a first-round pick from us from Inca Fitzpatrick. Like, Avery Williamson is coming in to replace Devin Bush in the one position (laughs) on our defense, which you maybe could have seen as a little bit of a weakness, even though Roberts Blaine and, and Vince Williams have stepped up huge this year. And then they've just gone, you know what? Like, you're in a Super Bowl window, and we don't need players or fun or anything. We'll just <laughs> send you, like, our best linebacker. And I've always yeah. rated Avery Williamson. I've literally, like, when I heard that we were being linked with him, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be ridiculous. We'll have to send, like, a third-round pick or something. And then I saw the hall, and it was like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> we genuinely just got someone that I've wanted at the Pittsburgh Steelers for weeks, for years even, for nothing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that the Cowboys have got a chance in this one. Um, I think... Now, this is a hot take. Go on. I think the Steelers are going to hit at least 50 points. Fucking on this Cowboys team, I, I have I think to say it's going to be a fifty. I have to say, I grade. think the the defense will probably have to add a score of its own. I think at least maybe two to get there. I don't think that offensively enough. No, but even still, like we've played some pretty good defenses that have held teams to like minimal points, and we I think we're like sixth in the NFL for points scored. I think. Aside from the Ravens game, we've not scored under 30 points in, like, most of our games. And as I was saying, Mike Nolan might be the worst defensive coordinator in the NFL, (laughs) and the Cowboys might be one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL. I think, you know what, I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah, if this isn't a complete and utter blowout, then the Steelers are going to have some questions to answer. I think if the Steelers are held within a score, there's going to be questions to answer. But like <laughs> to say that we need to absolutely obliterate a team to not have any questions. Well, like, what questions yeah. could anyone have for the Owen, uh, for the seven and O team right now? Yeah. Apart from anyway. which team is it that you're going to lose to? Because like I've got it circled now. The Bengals are going to be our trip up game. I think. In a few weeks' time, they'll get you. They will. I think that they genuinely Go borrow will over get the top. us. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to enjoy these next two weeks where we play absolute dross, and then I'm going to be a little <laughs> bit nervous about the Bengals game, and then I'll be fine from that point on. I think when we lose against the Bengals, we'll be like, ah, oh, this is where this team is. Then yeah, can relax a bit. Yeah, because right now anyway. we're we're playing for undefeated stakes, and and. I don't know where we stand. I don't know whether or not we'll go the entire season unbeaten. I don't... You we've, don't know. We've inflated your ego enough. We have. But now it's sort of at this position where I don't know where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on, shall we? Let's. Falcons, Broncos, get it out of the way. I... Yeah, I think... I think the Broncos are going to do it. Really? Because you have said yeah. that the Falcons are going to win. Oh. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to do it. Okay. All right. I don't think they're going to be it. <laughs> yeah, to pivot real quick. Um, <laughs> I evidently think that they're not going to be able to, I think, 
Oh, that's it. I was thinking about how well the the kind of you know if Julio Jones can play to an appropriate level, mm. I think you know Parkins have a good receiving core. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't think the Broncos have enough offensively to to keep up with that. I I. Do agree, but then I think that the Falcons will get two scores ahead, and then well, yeah, Drew they'll, Lock, fal- yeah. they'll Falcons it. <laughs> yeah, like that is the only reason because I agree with you entirely that the Falcons will, for the first half, blow the Broncos <laughs> out the water. I think, and then all of a sudden it'll it'll be it'll merge. It'll be like Matt Ryan will be stood in the pocket, and you'll just hear him him whisper, Atlanta. <laughs> and that'll be that then they're at home as well so the Indian burial ground will play a, a role in it as we've seen most people with big leads usually blow it in Georgia do we, do we want to maybe do we want to maybe drop that little piece of information in about how in, yeah, in the um, election Joe Biden was down by about 100,000 votes and then is now leading in Georgia because they can't keep a lead for for shit. Yeah. I mean, to clarify, fuck Joe Biden. Also to yeah. clarify, uh, an, e- uh, an even bigger fuck you that, than I can possibly quantify to Donald Trump. Yeah. It's it's the lesser of two evils. And yeah. I don't like Joe Biden, but at least Joe Biden is a politician and not just like a dwarf. Yeah. And not just like a New York society queen. Yeah, or... Like, uh, well, as we'll quite rightfully put it, because we tend to make jokes about uh, various sexual abusers on this on this show, a straight up rapist that got elected into office. What the mm. fuck are you doing, America? We're not going to well, forget this last States four is years. A sick country. It is. We're not. We're not. We know that you've just voted him back out again, but like, we're not going to let you forget this for a while, America. You did this. You did it. I mean, I can't think of a country that has any less shame. So, how much Saudi that Arabia. We'll never know. But uh, Before we turn this into a whole diplomatic issue and get cancelled by the entire internet, let's move over to Chargers <laughs> Raiders. Um... I think I picked charges for the. You did, which means that you <laughs> picked both of the worst chokers in the NFL to suddenly not choke games against AFC West teams. Who... I think ah the Raiders. Hmm, I mean they're a lot more consistent than the Chargers, for better or for worse. They're a lot better than the Chargers. Well. Yeah, but I think Justin Herbert's going to have a monster game. I think it's going to catapult them into a what week are we on now? I think it's going to catapult them into an eight-game winning streak. Do you know how I said about how I agree with you that the Falcons are going to absolutely obliterate the Broncos and then there's just going to be Atlanta 
whispered in Matt Ryan's ear. <laughs> yeah. That that exact same situation is going to happen here again. The Chargers will get I... out to a twenty-eight to four or well, twenty-eight to like six lead. The Raiders will have kicked two field goals. And then Anthony Lynn, not Justin Herbert, Anthony Lynn will just hear San Diego. And that'll be that. They will immediately <laughs> stop being able to do anything and the Raiders will yeah. come back. It's going to be two chokes from I, two of the biggest chokers. I think Justin Herbert's going to overcome Anthony Lynn. Do you think? I think. And, and eight-game win streak. Anthony Lynn's like a he's like a sleeper agent but for failure. <laughs> a sleeper agent but for failure. Let me let me make a note of that. Sam, give me <laughs> give me a hot take. Um my hot take is that the Miami Dolphins are gonna romp to an AFC title. An AFC tie. What? So they're going to the Super Bowl. The Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl, baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're on. I'd 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 stake my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> my God. It's like playing at the. It's like playing at those penny push machines. <laughs> Stakes all over. You just throw like any old shit in there and just hope that something pushes it out like a rubber skull keychain. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like that Simpsons episode where I was like <laughs> I can't remember what Bart trades his soul for, but Oh, um it's a baseball card, isn't it? Ah. So it's I, not I think... Alf Pogs. Oh no it is, it's Alf Pogs. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You are no, because that's that's when is that when Bart goes to Milhouse's grandma's because their house is getting fumigated, and they're just talking about something, and he sold, yeah, he traded whatever Bart traded his soul for for the Alf Pugs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's Alf. He's back in Pog form. <laughs> That that Simpsons episode has one of my favourite like examples of why old Simpsons is better. There's uh do you know the bit where Bart walks out of Moe's and then like there's a street sweeper and he sort of goes down into the subway and explodes? Like there's like a fifteen second bit <laughs> yeah. where there's seven hilarious jokes in it. And in like modern day Simpsons you could go like ten minutes and there'd be one or two jokes. Yeah. And it's like how did they cram they seven there. into 15 seconds and you guys are taking 10 minutes to come up with one? Yeah, it does. Anyway, we, anyway. Could, talk, we could talk about all Simpsons for days. Well, we could, and, and I'm sure that you'll be all joining us for Dropkick Me Jesus episode three coming mm, in a bit. Uh, a music and culture po- podcast. <laughs> it is. It's it's very much like the, the pop culture podcast that nobody asked for. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> you just you just wait till we get invited to the fucking Grammys. What if? What, do you know how you made a genuine point about how Drop Kick Me Jesus could overtake Stiff Upper Lip at some point? Not could, Tom. Would. Would right. Um, I would. I would. But I would genuinely. I think, like, give you 
50 quid if the Dropkick Me Jesus episodes end up getting more <laughs> listeners than the regular Stiff Upper Lip pod. But to be fair, I mean, we are doing it. We are going to start doing it on Twitch, aren't we, at some point? Yeah, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited too, man. I've figured it out how to get it so that, like, the Zoom call is at least on here. And I can put, like, loads yeah. of different, like, fancy overlays and stuff. It's going to be great, man. Oh. Anyway. Buccaneers Saints, let's get the fucking NFL shit wrapped up. I am excited. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. You've said Saints. Has has Drew Brees got his full complement of wide receivers back? I don't think so, but he might have done. Because, wait, give me another hot take, Sam. Um, I think before 20... Before the year 2028, Michael Thomas will have punched either an old woman or a child under 16. Incredible. And will be unavailable to the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I I looked it up and I can't see any mention that they're out again for this game, so I believe that they may be back. Hot diggity dog. Yeah, but the Buccaneers have also got the Dark Lord himself, Antonio Brown, so... Uh, I can only hope that he fails. I Yeah, I too can only hope that he fails, but also I think it'd be really interesting to see, like, two great foes of the last 20... Well, the last 10 years in the AFC... Suddenly now, yeah. like, on the same team, completely far away from where they used to be, vibing it out in Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I guess it's an exciting prospect for football. But for if people... Completely removed, yeah. No. For people, it's a, it's a bad mix. Yeah. Um... I don't know whether or not Chris Godwin's back for the for the books yet. I think he's still out. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure about Bruce Arians' play calling in the run game, but in the passing game, they are still a threat. Um, yeah, Gronk has stepped up his performances after those sort of first couple of weeks, and now he's like yeah making plays. He's been the Gronk of old, but without all of the sort of elbowing defenseless players in the head. <laughs> I think that all of the concussions that he's suffered have now re- made him realise, like, maybe I shouldn't beat up on defenceless people for no reason whatsoever on a football field. Yeah, they've softened him. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, and it's making me not hate Gronk quite as much. Yeah. Maybe, like, well, he stopped wearing that, like, stupid robotic arm sleeve as well. Did you know <laughs> Yeah. When, when your head is kind of baby soft from... <laughs> two dozen concussions. It's probably best not to antagonise defensive like it's a, linebackers. It's a little bit like a really bad Morrison's pork pie at this point, where all the gelatin's gone away. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the the metaphor, but I I reject the idea that Morrison's pork pie is a no. No, as low I, as they think. I, I do actually genuinely think that Morrison's do quite a good pot pie. I think that their like baked goods section is pretty do uh, pretty geek, uh, oh, uh, pretty good. Second to none 
in supermarket steaks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do, I do quite like Sainsbury's like sweet baked goods, like the um, caramel shortbread things that they do. Ooh, they are Woods. delightful. Um, uh. But yeah, Morrison's Morrison's do a very good pork pie. So. You know what? I think in a kind of insidious way, Sainsbury's is a more Tory supermarket than Waitrose. Well, yeah, because Waitrose doesn't make any... It doesn't make any bones about it being for fucking Tories. Yeah, they know they're fancy, and they know I'm going to go there if I need some, like, Anduja sauce. Because I'm not getting that at fucking co-op, am I? Yeah. Um... Sainsbury's. I think that the reason why I, I disagree with you, though, is that Sainsbury's was like a, a an actual small business founded, like, was it Birmingham that it was originally from, Sainsbury's? And, mm. like, it was it was actually just like a little convenience shop, and it's just slowly grown into this empire. Whereas Waitrose has just sort of sprung up out of nowhere and sort of infected... I'm going to reject this information and say that if you have a nectar card, you should be in a gulag. Yeah, but the only problem is, is like, if you have a nectar card, then that's on you for being a Tory. That's not on the shop for... Because nobody goes, the, mm. oh, like, oh, Shell's a fucking Tory company, although Shell is a Tory company. Shell, uh, even... What does magnitude worse than Sainsbury's could possibly be? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But... I don't think that Sainsbury's is is as Tory as Waitrose. I mean, at least Sainsbury's do offer mm. shit frozen food for people. Well, that's true. And they also they have the best meal deal, I think. I okay. I will go to that for the Boots meal deal until the day that I die. Oh no! Yeah, you've... I always feel weird though going into Boots and getting food though. It's not the shop. You have for to. Me. You have to just ride it out, man. Because the Boots in I... town, like I only I only live like round the corner from it, and I just I I could go in there, but there's a Sainsbury's and a Tesco equally close. And they are for food, and they do both do good meal deals. Nah, good, good sandwiches, good crisps, and the the drinks that you can get. Mm. Tom, such drinks. The the fucking smoothies, smoothies yeah. in a three pound meal deal. And it is one of the cheapest out there as well, isn't it? Well, I think it's like three thirty, but no, I think it okay. is. I think you are right. I think it is three quid. I feel like you're spiralling out of control. We're spiralling out of control because we've gone on to talk about like Rob Gronkowski's head and how it's like a shit pork pie. <laughs> like a boiled shelled peanut. A little bit, yeah. Also, um, speaking of food, I, one of my only food memories that I have is on the second time that I'd ever met you, Sam. In fact, it might have been the first. Um, I, Ed and Emma came and picked me up and you were in the car as well. And we were going to go do the first ever episode, and we had a Beres. And oh, is... we got a Beres! We got a fucking Beres, and oh, let me tell you, I feel you. like that's coloured our relationship today. It has. I think that that was the defining moment yeah, that immediately set yeah. set us up as Dropkick Me Jesus, the greatest podcasting yeah. duo on the planet. Can you have a better foundation as a roast pork cob? Oh, I don't like you using the word cob. Sam. Back? 
Oh, I don't like using that word either. Just call it a butter. Butter? Or a sandwich. I don't know. A sarnie. Sarnie or butter for me. Cobs are from not My dad would call it a, a bread cake. Yeah, bread cake. Yeah, but like the bread cake is the bread itself. Like when you put something in it, then it's... it's oh, then it becomes... Then it becomes that. a butter or a sarnie. I see what you... I respect your argument. Yeah, because the bread cake is the correct term for it. Um, Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, it has become a little bit of a tradition that I get Berra's like ordered in, and I think if ordered Berra, in, yeah, because like I can't go to the I can't go to the thing. They're not doing like in lockdown. They're not like open, but you can get it like click and collect or like delivery from City get, Grab. Did you can get berries delivered? You've not wait. Have you never seen this? No. Have I opened your eyes to something? Wait a minute. It, go on. Go on an app called City Grab. It's 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 like. Will C- it will it reach to Chesterfield? It might do because there's the one on Wood Seats. Oh fucking hell! Hang on, I need to check this in real time. Okay, Tom, I want a hot take. You want a hot take, right? Um, my hot take is that um, to me, Chase Claypool is the AFC Rookie of the Year. That's not as hot as I wanted it to be, but I'll take it. I think it is quite. Can you elaborate on this? Yeah, this, <laughs> this flat, flavorless take. Flat. Oh, do you want like a proper one? Do you want like an? <laughs> what have I done to deserve this flat, flavorless take? <laughs> uh, all right, okay. Hmm. I need to. I need to like. I, you put me a little bit on the spot here because I didn't know that you were going to start looking something up. Um. <laughs> Chicago deep dish is the best form oh of pizza. My. Okay. That's your hot take. That is objectively wrong. It's not. Hang on. I can't tell if you're saying hang on because you're about to order yourself a Beres. Why why are we hanging on? Am I just am I being left? Am I being thrown to the wolves? Oh. I think Sorry, I'm... I needed to tell Hannah that berries deliver. <sighs> well, I mean, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you to have actually discovered this. I I am gonna I'm gonna oh my god I'm gonna get a berries delivered this weekend. Do it, sincerely do it. I would. Tom, I'm so happy. I'm getting a celebration beer. Get the celebration beer, man. You enjoy that beer. I guess I'm gonna be left here to give my closing thoughts on Buccaneers Saints, but. The Buccaneers, to me, are going to win. Emma agrees. Sam has got the Saints. And I think I think the the wide receiving core of the Saints is going to come through. I think Alden Kamara is going to continue to to romp. Mm. I think the Buccaneers had a, an atrocious game last week. I think all the all the ingredients are there. You just got to stir it up. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, I guess one final point that I do want to make is I can't remember who it was that said it. It might have been Bruce Arians, actually. said that um, Alvin Kamara is a more terrifying back to have to scheme for than uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer uh, Marshall Falk. Um, which is high praise, to to say the least, but I, th- I actually agree with him because Marshall Falk was an unbelievably good running back. But in the passing game, maybe was sort of a little bit leaving something to be desired. Whereas 
Alvin Kamara can burn you in the air and he can burn you on the ground. Yeah. And I think that is that is his strength. It's when he's on the field, you don't quite know this year whether or not it's a passing down or a running down. Because yeah. he can easily go fifteen yards downfield, curl and beat like a linebacker and take it forward another twenty five yards. Like he is yeah. very good in the receiving game, so yeah, he's a he's a Swiss Army knife, except it's just six machetes. Yeah, exactly. He's an actual good Swiss Army knife. Um, And finally, we'll get over to our last game, the AFC East showdown between the two worst teams, and somehow it's not been flexed off of Monday Night Football, even though it's going to be a complete mess of a game. The two least effective quarterbacks for scoring points as we've discovered with Cam Newton having two touchdowns and seven picks and Sam Darnold with three touchdowns and six picks it's Jets Patriots I've said Patriots because you you kind of just have to go against the Jets it doesn't matter how bad Cam Newton has been you know what I'm gonna be I believe the first person in this season in our little predictions don't do it, Sam. To go Jets. Don't, oh, my God. I wasn't Googling anything. You didn't have to make a hot take. This isn't. This is all me, baby. So, I mean, if you want to know why Sam is making this prediction, it's because in our in our little score rankings right now, Emma's sat on sixty. Uh, sorry, 76 to 43. Oh, my God. I am a game behind on 75 to 44. Then we've got Ed. With 64 to 55, so he's got quite a lot to make up for. Then Beth with 49 to 54. And then our resident uh, upset picker, Sam Longdon over here, with 47 to 65. Sam, there's a reason why you're this far behind, and it's because you've just picked the Jets. I am... Some would say that I'm the greatest maverick in the history of sports broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think, okay, I think Cam Newton is going to (laughs) throw, I think Cam Newton's going to throw for three interceptions. Who to? <laughs> Who too, Sam? Name me one Jets defender that will be making any of these picks. I couldn't name you any Jets cornerbacks or safeties. I can name you but... one, and it's Marcus May, who has been undoubtedly very good. But when there's ten other members on your defense, and only <laughs> one of them is any good, I think, I think Cam Newton is going to throw for three interceptions, two of them pick sixes. Two pick sixes. For the listeners, I've just put my head in my hands. That's that's what's just happened. You're gonna you're gonna have some egg on your face next week, my friend. Sure, sure thing. And that's the end of the games. I don't know anywhere else that we can really go from here. I think that we'll let Sam have his closing remark of the Jets will beat the can Patriots with these unnamed cornerbacks picking off Cam Newton. Can you imagine how smug I'm going to be next week if that comes good? I don't even need to. It just <laughs> won't. <laughs> like, there is no point in assigning the brain power to, to determining how smug you will be. 
I'm gonna. I would say that I'd watch that game, but I won't. No, you absolutely will not. Um, See, there's what, what have I got to lose? I'm gonna look at my phone in the morning. If the Jets win, then I get to gloat more than I ever have done in my life <laughs> because I'm the greatest statistical mind this side of. I don't know any statisticians, but you know, <laughs> I do now. You're barely even the greatest statistician mind outside of, like, the four-year-old that I saw walk outside my house when I went to go collect my mail this morning. Hey, unless he had a Donald jersey on. Taking <laughs> that crown. <laughs> oh, anyway, I yeah. think this is the perfect time to, to segue into everyone's favorite music and culture pod- well podcast. what i was gonna what i was gonna do is i was gonna do an official wrap-up because we didn't actually do that in in the last one and it's become incredibly <laughs> difficult to try and separate the two <laughs> so okay what i'm gonna do this is, I'm is gonna, the end of the stiff upper lip podcast well i'm gonna i'm gonna do like all of our usual things such as you can yeah. find us on our twitter account and tweet mean things at me uh, at Stiff Lip Pod, you'll usually see me tweeting random NFL players and asking them to come on the podcast only to get blanked. You can also check us out on our Facebook, which is the at Stiff Lip Podcast. And you can also check us out on Instagram, which is Stiff Lip Pod 1. And uh, yeah, uh, we will be back. I will be posting this one at some point this week. Um, and just keep your, keep your ears peeled for another bonus episode coming your way from us two in a moment but yeah you can you can also check us out on twitch not the podcast itself but some of the hosts <laughs> um we have little moon gaming which is emma we've got tiny potato underscore gaming which is beth and then we've got chappers man 1997 which is myself but yeah anyway thank you ever so much for listening and uh we'll see do you, you have a, a sign off tom i mean this was it sam do you want me to <laughs> do you want me to like give an actual remark yeah okay we um, need a soundbite. We need something, you know, we need something in the zeitgeist. Come on, you boys in blue. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. This is Sam Longdon signing off. Spay and neuter your pets. There we go, Sam. Um, right, I'm going to hit the stop.